As an action, you can detect good and evil. Until the end of your next turn, you can sense anything affected by the Hallow spell or know the location of any celestial, fiend, or undead within 60 feet that is not behind total cover. My exasperated You detect two fiends. Should be especially. Okay. Uh, one of them is up on top of the mast. Yep. And the other one is on the railing that is uh, where the captain's wheel would normally be, but there's no captain's wheel on this boat. Got it. And they are invisible. You can't see them with your eye, but you can detect them with your divine sense. Gotcha. I will uh, say lowly to the party, uh, this one's imps are around. We are being watched. I cleared my browser history. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, (laughs) Goatsy. Goatbub.com. Two goats, one ranger. I just gave you the Yoda. Um... I've been waiting a year for that joke. <laughs> um, oh, I love it. Yeah. Just refer, is this where? So this is where we think Emmerich Van Pamper is. Yes. Yeah, he's where Emmerich is, is doing his business. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I, I should I should specify uh, specific, specific, specify his name is Emmerich. It's A M R I K. Oh, okay. Emmerich. Yeah. I had rolling Emmerich like. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's all dumb fantasy names. So it's Amric. <laughs> Amric Van Pamper. Um, so I will just remind our remind our little party that we do I think we do want to take him alive, right? Yes. We yeah, well that was what was suggested by his brother, uh, so that we can negotiate with um his uh, mother. Mamala. Yeah, we may not want to murder both this thing. Um But I, I got your message about the hips. Yes. Uh so he's gonna know we're coming. Um we, I mean, we can try to do this like we used to, like under the color of authority, what little authority we maintain in the city. Well, I still might have enough of that. You might, yeah. yeah. The three of you might, actually. Well, uh, Thurspell is the one with the imps. He's the oldest brother. Right. Amaric is the, the money lender. Right. But uh, his imps are around, so I don't know what kind of communication they have. Mm-hmm. So Amaric will at least know. Did we get um, the impression no. from no. the brother? Thurston. Thurston. Did we get the impression from the big brother that these two are working together, or are they competing with each other? I don't remember. So Mortlock said that he knew, at least he strongly believed, to the point where he believed he knew, that Amric had organized his assassination. And he assumed Thurswell was in on it, but he didn't really know, and he sounded really quite a bit more animosity towards Amric. Okay. Mostly because, as he described it, Amric is the favorite son, and it's uh, Philamara Van Vamper does not do a lot of work to disguise that truth. He's the baby of the family, right? He's the middle child, actually. Oh. Mortlock was the baby of the family. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Go figure. But he got ugly. Uh, and uh, those of you who've been in the city for a long time, probably everybody except for Xander, uh, would know that uh, Thalamra Van Thamper, uh, to bring us way, way, way back, uh, was a manual laborer before she was a noble. She literally used to shovel shit for a living. Um, she managed the sewers and waterways of the city, and she got really, 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 really good at it, and got to the point where she basically held nobility hostage to get a noble's job. Mm. Uh, at which point, she ran for poli- uh, political office and won, uh, becoming a Duke of Baldur's Gate. Uh, she's also a three-time over widow. Uh, each of her three sons has a different father. Some reason I'm going to say three-time heavyweight champion. <laughs> um, she is. You didn't see the husbands. <laughs> I, I feel like I remember her. And I, I showed you a picture she's last like time. She's like a fucking hard bitch, and I love uh, her. We suspected like her this. for a lot of shit. Oh, yeah. She's hard as fuck. Yeah. yeah look, look, we're standing on her. That is look not her. at all what I pictured her to look like. Look, look at her Look at her flexing. Oh, she's doing the, uh, the space ball salute. 
Self-crube. You look at her and then you look at Morlock and you're like, Oh. You take after your mom. Yeah. Don't you? Dad must have been a piece of work. So three times over Widow, do the uh, three children all have three different fathers? Yeah. 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 So Thirstwell was the first, and then uh, Amrick was the middle husband, and then uh, Mortlock's father. Uh, and by all accounts, Mortlock's father was kind of a softie. Mm. And the other two were quite more well suited for Talamra. It's gotcha. kind of why she doesn't really like Mortlock all that much because he we're, takes after his dad. That he's fuck ugly. We're, we're all on the same page. She killed her husband, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. okay. he's fuck she ugly. She went constant tash away and yeah. you're a fuck ugly and angry man. You, 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 were, you know that she owns the robe, the robe that you like tell the cops. No, I don't know who kills my husband. Oh, like, yeah, and a changing so, couch. Yes. And and so just to recap, the reason why we're going he after shot himself three times in the back, in the back of the head. <laughs> um, the, the reason we're going after Amrick is because we need to get dirt on Mom, right? Because we know Mom's up to no good, but we need like the legit dirt. So the way that Mortlock pitched it was first off that uh, Amrick was the bad guy because he organized this assassination to kill him and was in on this whole uh, using the Death Cult to do bad things plan. Right. But he said that uh, if you want to take the fight to the Lamar Van Pamper because you find out that she's actually a really bad bitch, mm. uh, Amrick can get you into their estate. Ah, right, right, right. Okay. Uh, and has a lot of information that would be really helpful if you intend to, like, bring the fight to her door. Gotcha. Um, and a little bit of, like, the, the political situation going on in Baldur's Gate that you guys would be familiar with at this point is that with no older Ravenguard and uh, the Lamar being a duke and all the shit that went down with Torlin Silver Shield and all that fucking garbage... Trying to get help from the authorities here is going to be zero. Uh, if you report it to she'll be like, great, go do something about it. Yeah. And leave you to your devices. Um, the, you figure you give it to the authorities and they send the right people for the job. You guys are the right people for the job. So he's not going to help you. We are the right spot. Yeah. Uh, which also means, unfortunately, you're sort of operating, in a sense, outside of the law. Mm. Because you just don't have the backing. Like, you can't seize this place with a flaming fist posse. I'm sure we still need to put We're sort of Sherlock Holmes working with Scotland Yard. Yes. Yeah. No, no, no pocket posse for us. <laughs> I mean, she could bury some beads and then maybe in like flowers <laughs> you'd have some flaming fist guys. <laughs> we could turn the bag inside maybe. out and get Only into maybe. a little fisting, but um, yeah. So we can go in and we can try to seize them under the color of authority, but it's going to be kind of a bluff. And. So we're trying. If we're going to Amrick, we're trying to get onto the estate. Yes. Which means we should probably make him like us. So you want to try to do this diplomatically? Well, I don't see how. Now that it is a little bit better explained to me, I'm a little bit more sober than I was a couple minutes ago. <laughs> uh, being. Getting him on our bad side just means he's not going to let us into the estate. Well, I will we say... We can fucking you, pound his face in and he's not going to do shit. I mean, it, it, disregarding the the, um, the beefy boy who we set free after uh, we dealt with him, um, between this guy and the guy who's the outright diabolist, <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll play ball on Moneylander at any day if it gets me closer to killing somebody who actually, you know... Yeah. And sorts with the big evils. But I mean, hey, like, you know what? We could try to be friendly about it, and then if he's a dick, I will threaten to burn him alive from the inside out. Hey, you know what? Why um, don't you stay on the wharf? <laughs> <laughs> you know you know what might help grease the wheels? Um, money? Fire. Yeah, exactly. He's a money lender, so I'm assuming he knows plenty of shady people. Why don't we just say, hey, listen, we have uh, 275 pieces worth of uh, old Dragon Cult loot we can't get rid of. 
you help us out, it's yours. You you can move it, we can't. So two hundred seventy five gold pieces, pretty good bribe. At Blizzard hand really early though. Well, we don't have to we don't have to make that our opening gambit. Yeah. We can come out with that later. Let's let's see what worries you know Basically what his temperature is. Blackmail him. It's not even really blackmail. I think it's just like kind of a bribe, kind of like greasing the wheels. But if he was the one paying off the death cult, then. Oh yeah, you probably know about it, huh? He he already knows about it. He doesn't really care, because it's now you know money that he can't offload. It's a it's a white elephant. Mm. So yeah, you're standing outside the little lantern. You're talking about this idea of. Maybe right in front of those guys' imps. Yeah, brazenly. Yeah. I mean, I assume we sort of maybe had this conversation on the way there. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, I, I, I don't think this is a guns blazing kind of thing. I think this is, let's, let's talk to this dude and try to make him work with us. I'll hang out by the door. <laughs> you want to get back on this boat? I, yeah. I died right there. And there and there. You're still a singe mark from where your corpse was turned to ash. You're still a chalk outline. <laughs> Police tape around it. Hey, no, man, I found some of your blood. Yeah, you it's like replaced the carpet. It's like the freaking like, selfie thing at the bar. Like People lay down in it and take <laughs> selfies. Oh my god. <laughs> there's, there's a sign over it. It's like the Nemea Memorial Coat Room or something. <laughs> Actually, Lorelra hates you guys, so it probably just says, some bitch died here. <laughs> and people, like, put a urinal there or something. It's like the wall of shame for people who try to buy underage at liquor stores, but yeah. it's a picture of Nemea's corpse plastered yeah, the bar. Do not accept checks from this person. It's just a point to a black smudge on the floor. <laughs> um, Paul, Zanzer, Too soon. my friend. Yes. Uh, how are we going to play ball with this dude? Oof. I mean, like, you know... Ball as in, like, yeah. not ball as in murder. You guys know how non-political I am and how I don't care about any, uh, like, city politics and yeah. all that other horse shit. Shitty politics, more like it. Oh, got him. But, like, he's he's our key to the Van Famper estate if we want to bring the fight to them. Yeah. But we have to get him on side first. Oh, you think, you think uh, trying to convince him that we're the right team and he should just... Join us is sort of what you're thinking. Well, if we make him dislike us, he's not going to be like, yes, please come to my home. Yeah. Should we just go in and tell him, uh, hey, we know what you're up to? I, I say we play it straight and see where that gets us. And then if that doesn't work, we can try a different approach, either greasing the wheels or intimidation, something. We could try greasing the wheels first and then, because his mother is a duke. And we are operating outside the law. Mm. So if he tells Mama, hey, these people are threatening me, threatening to, you know, tip your hand, it's our word against hers. True. And then we've been here before. <laughs> I mean, let's just, let's go in there and see what he has to say. Yeah. And we can just, we can guess and pick away at it all night, but we'll never know until we talk to him. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I heard that the man was going to watch the door. Are the rest of the three of you going in at the same time? Sure. Sure. Are you armed and armored? Oh, There's yeah. no rules to prevent you from being. I just want to know if everybody is. I mean, Theo's got his staff, which he's using as a walking stick. Yeah, and he's yours got is his, more discreet. You know, he's got Two his chain shirt discreet. underneath his regular shirt. And... Yeah, it's obvious you're wearing armor, at least, because it's bulkier than your frame. But, mm. but it is the shitty part of Baldur's Gate, so if you're walking around unarmored here... That's what I say. They won't stop you if you're wearing your arms and armor. I just want to know. Mm. Um, I might not, my bow might be useless in here. 
So I might leave my bow, but t- take all my swords and shit. Okay. I'll leave it with you. You're carrying a 70-pound sledgehammer and uh, as much armor as you can find. Yes. I actually have two helmets on now. Partial plates. Two helmets. <laughs> 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 I have eyes on back of head. Do you still have your flaming fist uh, things? Or are you guys going to wear them? Uh, oh, our badges? So only two of you retained them, which uh, are the two of you. Yeah. He just got his, like, pinned on the underside of his shirt. I sold it for <laughs> I still have mine. It's I think Dragonir has the full... You're actually... He's employed. He's an officer. Yeah. Well, I I was, although uh, I sort of started operating like outside as like a third party review sort of thing. Yeah, you started an inquisition. Yeah. Um. But I, I mean, I still probably hold some title with them, uh, some like legitimacy. So yeah. I captain carry... Zodge, though he's a captain, is currently the guy. Actually, in and charge. He, he deputized us as part of this whole yeah. thing. That uh, yeah, that was part of it. So mm-hmm. yeah. Alright, uh, so the three of you go into the low lantern. Creak, 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 groan as the boat tips sideways as Dragomir steps onto the ring. <laughs> uh, Alright, so you walk in. Uh, first off, there are six bouncers here. That's many more than you saw the last time. They are big, tough looking human dock worker guys who appear to be working for free drinks. Speaking of free drinks, as you walk in, you see the bar. And the bar is being tended by two individuals. One of them is a woman who is wearing an eye patch, has a hook for a hand, uh, and has clearly had uh, some pretty significant burn damage done to her lower jaw and neck. Uh, it takes some time to recognize her as Laurel Rathundra. Oh, was that the sexy pirate lady? Yeah, yep. she's less sexy now. You guys basically arrested her for the wash to beat the shit out of her. And this appears to be how they went down. They took her hand, they took her eye, and they burnt the shit out of her. So glad I'm outside right now. <laughs> uh, however, the other individual tending the bar is a crab. It is literally a crab. It is a crab that is probably about 10 inches wide. Uh, it's like the size of like an Alaskan king crab. So like pincers longer than that. But, uh, and it's uh, it's like a big red crab, comic book looking. It's just like <laughs> stark red with little white eyes on stalks. And it's just skittering across the bar. And people seem to be placing orders with a crab, and the crab will go and, like, pour shots. Have you seen the, the uh, crab mod for uh, Skyrim? No. It changes all their little, like, gray crabs that follow you around to, like, big red comic book crabs with a top hat, a fake mustache, and a monocle. And when they follow you around and start making crab noises, go, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> this crab does not do that. It, in fact, does not talk. Um, but it, it is apparently able to understand words and pour drinks. Okay. And it's not doing really like complicated mixed drinks or anything like that. It's doing like straight liquor uh, or occasionally beer. But it's <laughs> able to hold the glass in its pincers and it appears to actually be pouring drinks for people. We should have brought Rat Ratty in here. Yeah, he yeah. could have gotten a job. He probably, probably would have gotten killed by this fucking bartender <laughs> and eaten. Or it would have been an enemy to lovers. Who knows? Yeah. We don't even know. He might be allergic to shellfish. But uh, <laughs> as you've seen from the map and perhaps remember from when Nemea died, the first time. Yeah. Um, you walk in on the upper decks, which is over here where all your minis are. And then this is the actual like bartending deck. Down below uh, is sort of like a second bartending room where they have like uh, larger parties and stuff like that. Some food service and stuff like that. And the very bottom is actually uh, kind of leaky and shitty, but it's where they make all the drunks go to sleep off the alcohol if they get too drunk to leave. And so they'll occasionally, like, haul regulars down there to sleep it off. 
Um, but it stinks like mildew down there because it's a bunch of like cloth goods and occasionally has two or three inches of standing water in it. And, yeah, Dragomir stepped on the boat and the water level went up. <laughs> they intentionally don't fix those holes because it does wash the vomit out. Um, but uh, for the floors above it, you've got the, the sort of like special parties and special considerations room and then the actual bartending room. And then when it's really busy and the weather's nice, she pulls tables out onto the outside decks and people drink under the stars. Oh, she's been doing outdoor dining during there COVID? That's lovely. She's been very responsible, yeah. She had to close down for a little while because the cops fucking killed her. But uh, <laughs> Hey, she's you know. still more alive than Nemea was the last time she saw her. That's yeah, true. That's, that is fair. Uh, there's some flavor text for the main deck as you're walking in. Uh, I think it describes the seagulls that I already talked about. The main deck of the old ship features wooden steps that climb to the forecastle and aft castle and another set of stairs descending into the ship. A padlocked wooden hatch fitted with windows acts as a skylight for the deck below. The tavern proper visible through the hatches at the glass panes. Four dead seagulls lie on the deck, and two ravens squawk at you from the crow's nest, uh, about 40 feet up from the ship's rigging. Uh, let's see. Yeah. Um, did we thoroughly investigate the seagull corpses? Can we discern anything? Do you like a medicine check on them or something? Uh, I'm not I'd, sure. I probably would want to because I'm a ranger. I will try. Mm-hmm. Not that kind of doctor. Threw it in the trash. Fuck this character. Uh, Thirteen. Okay. Fine. All right. Uh, Zenzer, it looks like these were killed by a significant slashing injury from the throat to the groin. By a crab? Uh, <laughs> the crab go out here murder uh, murder seagulls crabs. on his lunch uh, hour. Could a crab do it? Maybe. Yeah, an um, what you can By get is that they died before the incision was made. Mm. Um, you can see that there's like some tension in the muscles and uh, some discoloration of the organs. Um, they may have been poisoned first. Mm. Wow. Can so I, someone did a post-mortem on these? Possibly. Can I throw a religion check out and see if this is maybe like an animal sacrifice kind of a deal? Sure. Seven. If there's ritual sacrifice to be involved, you're not familiar with how it works. Mm. That wasn't really your major in college. <laughs> Smashing things with a hammer was. Yeah. And my minor. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a minor in hammer studies. <laughs> uh, delightful. Okay. And yeah, you're in the bar, and Lorella and her crab are uh, currently tending bar. Mm. Um yeah. So if he runs a money lending business out of the Little Lantern, presumably he has like an office, right? Like, well, you, you, what you're looking at on the map is the entire ship. Yeah. Well, and and the problem we're going to run into now is we can't just ask for him because this is an illegal operation, right? And also, and he, Lorel, uh, Lorel knows, knows us and does counts. not like yeah. us. <laughs> um. But. There's a room here with a desk down in the shitty drunk tank. Mm. Um, there's also a room over here in the main bartending area, which also has a desk. I mean, he also may be one of those operatives who like sits at a table and is like, "Come, oh, step into my office," you know. So, uh, for the purposes of my clarity, if you can pull uh, the ogre off the board there, actually, this guy off the board. <clears throat> yep, uh, he's quite dead. Um, <laughs> Keep Nemea up on the top deck and put the three of you anywhere you want on the <coughs> deck there. Just so I know what floor you guys are each on. Uh, we're not in combat or anything like that. I just kind of want to keep track of where everybody is. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So from where you're at right now, you can see that this bedroom, this offshooting bedroom over here, uh, has a couple bouncers specifically attending it. Mm. And there's sort of a rickety looking padlock over there. Mm. Um, it, you may recall from the last time you were here doing investigations, uh, Dragomir actually pursued Lorelra through that room mm -hmm. when she was trying to escape. That's her bedroom. Oh. Ah, okay. So she's the only person here who is a full-time operator, and that is where she sleeps. Uh, you don't know anything about the closed bedroom on the ground floor, but it might be that it's a rentable room or something along those lines. The nice drunk tank. Okay, so Lorel, that's a hard name to say, Lorel, she is. is also tending bar. Yes. Okay, so the um, owner is much slower because now she has to tend bar with one hand. Right. I'm sure she's going to be super thrilled to see you guys. <laughs> well, we'll just stay, like, is it her left eye or her right eye that's gone? Yeah, great. Just, like, stay on one <laughs> side of her. Uh, it's her left eye. Her left eye and her left hand are both gone. Um, they let her keep the right. Um, I should come in here, by the way. It's a mixed bag, a motley crew of people who are in here. First off, it's a whole bunch of dock workers from Boulder's Gate. The kind of criminal bastards that you guys all have seen many times. Plus people who just like the rowdy bar scene, so it's a lot of like younger kids, patriarch kids are in here drinking underage, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Oh, we love to um, see it. They're overcharging the hipsters, so I mean, that's, yeah. how, that's, how she, that's how she's making her profit. You do see Spectre a few scene. individuals who look very out of place, because just like geographically or like D&D race-wise, uh, don't really, they're not commonplace around here. <clears throat> One guy in particular uh, is kind of hanging around by the door and gives you a nod as you walk in, mm -hmm. and... Um, who here would be familiar with anything about the Underdark? Not me. Uh, I don't think so. I, okay. I, I mean, speak Abyssal, and I can't remember why. I was going to say, I know that's it. But Abyssal Cleric. is like, no, nah, that's not the Underdark. That's demons. that's That's yeah. brother. Um, <laughs> I mean... Sounds like probably nobody. Probably, yeah, probably, probably not familiar like familiar. Probably like familiar in like... There's fucking drow and nasty shit down yeah. there. And Everybody yeah. knows the drow. Nobody really knows what this dude is, but he looks like a dwarf. Um, but ah. his his beard is full of like dark quills and white hairs. Uh, and otherwise, he looks almost like an albino. He's got white skin. Pupido or what was that? our stabby friend. Um, but he is here, and he's sort of a gruff-looking dude. He's got big arms. Looks like a manual laborer. Mm -hmm. um, you can see that he's got a, a mallet hanging from a leather thing around his waist. Looks like he might be like a carpenter or something like that. Mm. Um, he's got like a, a couple of leather straps on one side and a hammer on the other side, so he might be like a, a shipbuilder or something like that. Um, but he's just hanging out by the door drinking his drink. Uh, and he looks very out of place because you guys have never seen a dwarf that looks like this before. Uh, and in fact, you may have encountered like a human albino, but you definitely haven't encountered any other races mm. that have that particular uh, setup. Um, you also see a man who turns his head as you walk in, uh, who's standing at the bar, he's sort of leaning over a bar stool, um, drinking some sort of green liqueur, uh, and when he turns over, you can see that he uh, has uh, high cheekbones and narrow eyes, he's a human, but he looks, uh, as we would think, of like Asian, mm. um, which is a very different uh, aesthetic than you're used to from the people who hang out in Baldur's Gate. Um, and in addition to that, uh, after you've been in here for a couple of minutes and your eyes sort of adjust to the smoke and haze, uh, you can see that there is a booth in the back corner uh, where there are two drow men uh, who look like uh, very young men, maybe like late teenagers, early 20s, who are uh, having a beer and having a good time and just like laughing and making jokes and stuff like that. They're very jovial. Hmm. Uh, but you guys probably have never encountered drow face-to-face -face before. 
Uh, and it's like kind of off-putting in that way. Like you've heard all these stories about how awful Drow are, but these two guys look like they're having a ton of fun in the back of the room. Sort of like seeing the boogeyman, like you know, sitting having a burger or yeah. whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a <laughs> at the deli counter. Um, he sweats. There's a guy here who is wearing a flaming fist tabard who does not look like the flaming fist. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Dragomir can pick on that right away. Like well, you don't look like a soldier. Yeah. Um, but he's clearly wearing the tabard, so he might be putting on airs. Uh, and then there is this obnoxious halfling who's got like little spectacles at the end of his long pointed nose, and he is just belting out sea shanties to the extent that his little lungs can handle. <laughs> and it seems like most people sort of roll their eyes and kind of avoid him, but like the Fine real <laughs> the real drunk people get super into it. So he's really <laughs> popular with like ten percent of the room, and that ten percent is uh, as far away from him as possible because he's really being obnoxious to the rest of the room. So there's a lot of distractions and a lot going on in here. Lorelra does not notice you guys walk in, even though Dragomir is a gigantic meat mountain wearing armor. Apparently we didn't chose a good time to come in. Yeah. Um, so how do you want to work the room? First of all, I, I kind of kind of an image I got in my head. Like, I think Dragomir is like enthralled by seeing Drow for the first time. He's like he's giving you a nose <laughs> dark elves. Mm. They have red eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Theo is just freaked the fuck out. <laughs> um, shit, how are we gonna find this fucker? Um, you think I'm gonna go ahead and get myself another drink? I'm just gonna direct approach and just ask the lady who hates us. Say hi. <laughs> We're back, bitch. I mean, I, how I, many well, hit points that, do you have? That's actually that's actually the point. Is like she's probably not gonna be happy to see us. It's like, look, all we want, yeah, is to talk to this. Get guy, us out of here as fast as and possible. then we will get out, and yeah. we are we are not interested in the rest of this We're, business. We, we could be upfront. Like, listen, you have a lot of protection here. You probably could take us, but do you want to have to pay for the cleanup again? I mean, right. we also have enough cash. We could probably give our significant bribe to just. Do you want to try to work with some of the patrons crown. first? I'm, I'm totally down for. Well, sorry. No, go ahead. We can come back to that thought, but I'm totally down for what you just said. It's like you just fucking bribe and run and just give me a crown. Talk to the guy. Talk to the guy and get Pong. the info yeah. and threaten the shit out of him and just not cause like a big fight. Yeah, I think that's. I think that's probably the best plan. Yeah, I mean, we could try asking some of the drunks. I mean, Theo does like look like he's from the outer city. Mm-hmm. Looks like he's hurting for money. Um. But that sort of depends on how well we are recognized facially as the heroes of Baldur's Gate. Yeah. I, I, I like the going the straightforward approach. Yeah. I mean, worst case scenario, what's she going to do? Kick us out of the bar? We'll just sink the damn bar. We'll disintegrate it. <laughs> so nice I, I, I do, I do kind of like... No. Open up my coat a little bit for you guys to show you that I still have those two things of alchemical fire. I didn't need that outside. (laughs) You got somebody somebody who's made of alchemical fire standing (laughs) on top of the boat. Fair point. Um, Yeah. So I wonder if she even knows that you're back. She may think you're still dead. Yeah. There's a reason I'm staying on top of the boat. I thought that was from fear. Uh, I, I think, like, well, I mean, I think, por que no estos? It's a little, <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's definitely a little bit of both. I think it's both, like, <coughs> it will be bad for you guys if anybody in there recognizes me, and also, like, visiting the site of one's own death is yeah, not, like, you know, creepy. a yeah. good hobby for you mentally. Yeah. And the, uh, the bribe, Theo is going to pitch it as recompense, because obviously this woman is... Well, beat to shit. <laughs> I like the idea fault. of uh, bribing her with the dragon treasure, and then if she if she gives us pushback, then we say, 
you're the one holding the dragon treasure, let's just call the guard and see what they have to say about it. <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> you are already not liked by the city authorities. <laughs> but Theo, Theo, in his heart of hearts, wants to pitch it as recompense, because this is... Yeah. Obviously, what was done to her was not... So, you want to go get a drink? Let's go get a drink. All right. When you get to the bar, the crab shivers over to where you're standing. We need to speak with LaRailbra. It sort of chitters at you and then gestures to liquor bottles. All right. I'll buy uh, you know, just a, a bottle of wine to split between the three of us. Uh, he taps his little pincer on the counter. Give him the money. Yeah, I know. How much? Uh, Your first dollar. Prices are labeled on the wall, and it is uh, one gold coin on the line. Jesus. One magic bean. I was talking about her toe beans. Those are the most magical. <laughs> Those are the most magical beans. Uh, I'm glad I picked her up because she was trying to stop uh, Audacity from recording. <laughs> I think she just wants to see what's, why we're all staring at the table. Also, it's, it's moving because it's the Audacity meter going back and forth, and I'm sure that was interesting to her. So maybe, I, maybe if you ordered loudly in a certain Russian accent, <laughs> maybe you would get the attention. One of the, bottle uh, of vodka and all your nuclear vessels. Um... <laughs> I, yeah, I will. I will throw two gold down on the table. Leave a gold tip for the the crab. I don't know what he's gonna. Do tink with. tink. He's gonna buy the prettiest dress. <laughs> okay, great. Good for you. So I'll tip the crab heavily and. and uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's so stupid. One one Take bottle money, of wine, and we need to speak to the proprietor. Uh, the crab retrieves your two coins, one in each pincer and descends behind the bar and vanishes for a hot second, and then comes back, holding in two pincers a bottle of wine like this, and <laughs> comes up, <laughs> clunk, puts it down sideways on the counter in front of you, and then descends back behind the bar to go get wine glass. <laughs> comes back a minute later. They're stemless, so he's really struggling to lift them up. <laughs> they weren't stemless before. <laughs> and uh, he drops two stemless glasses, and one lands perfectly upright, and the other one sort of wobbles and then falls on its side. Uh, and sort of rolls in front of you, Dragomirin. Uh, the bottle has like a cork sticking out of it, like it's it's clearly a full bottle of wine, but like the cork was not pushed all the way in, so you don't need a like a corkscrew to get it out. Mm. Poison. Watered down. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm a little I'm a little dead. <laughs> um, and the proprietor. He uh, the, the crab goes. And then gestures and looks over and she's like busy pouring drinks with one hand. Oh, sure. All right, I'll pour a round of watered down shitty drinks for all of us. Uh, it actually turns out that it's a, a sweet wine and it's not unpleasant. Um, oh. It does not taste watered down. Um, <laughs> it tastes poison. It just, it's one of those things where like getting wine into the city, particularly in the aftermath of what happened during Murder of Baldur's Gate, mm. um, to, to stab upwards at the nobility, Raven Guard put huge taxes on all the luxury items. They didn't pay taxes for this wine. Yeah. <laughs> this is what it's more all about. You know? This is smuggled wine. Yeah. Nice hooch. It was yeah. a good month for wine, though. I mean, It was, yeah. Um, but it's the actually... Toilet it's... vineyards were, were in season. Yeah. Bathtub wine. <laughs> um, it's pretty. But uh, if you were into sweet wines, it's actually quite good. Um, it's a while before Laurel arrives. Mm. It takes her seven or eight minutes. During such time, you know, she's gabbing with the locals and pouring drinks and 
the man that we would know at the table because we play D&D is the Duergar. Mm. Uh, goes up back and forth to refill his drink like three times during that span because that's what dwarves do, yo. Yeah. Um, and the crab appears to be something that he really likes to hassle. Like, he just seems to be making like really dirty, raunchy jokes at the crab's expense every <laughs> single time that he goes up for a drink. And the guy's got a pretty good sense of humor. He actually is pretty funny, but he's also a real piece of shit. So, like, every time he comes up to make these jokes, you're like laughing, but you're trying to cover up your like <laughs> It's those jokes that you're like not supposed to tell in public, or yeah. like, <laughs> but he doesn't give a fuck. He does not care. So the, he is basically just like the underdark flavor of dwarf, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There, there's a whole story that goes with it. But basically, what drow are to elves, duergar are to dwarves. Although the fact that he has a good sense of humor is even more. Aren't duergar like? Yeah, they're usually very sour and humorless, and this guy seems to be rather amusing. <laughs> it's also weird that there's a lot of underdark going on here right yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. What? Well, wait. Does this take place during? Um... It's yeah. All the all the different modules are actually concurrent. So so this uh, is taking place during. So there, there's like, Rook is getting out of here. We're getting yeah. out of this abyss. Yeah. 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 To a different one. Um, and actually, uh, how about a history check for the three of you who are in here? Um, not the one who's good at history, but the three people who are in here. <laughs> hey, I've got a plus two to history. I do a history check from the roof, and I'm like, oh, well, I'm going to keep know, that to myself. I rolled a one. Oh, 15. Oh. That's pretty good. Hey, hey, 18. Ooh, nice. very spicy. Um, the two of you have heard that while Baldur's Gate doesn't have ties to the Underdark directly, uh, Waterdeep is considered by many to be its sister city. Mm. Um, very similar in terms of scale. They're both on the Sword Coast. They are commonly shipping to each other because they're both on the coast. It's sister and city. That was actually a pretty good bad joke. Um, But one of the things that is defining about Waterdeep is it has a place called Skullport, which is a port that literally connects to the Underdark. So there's a lot of trade that goes on between the Underdark and the above ground. Mm -hmm. Um, These guys might not live in Baldur's Gate, but they probably are like shippers. Mm -hmm. They're bringing goods from the Underdark to Baldur's Gate via Waterdeep. Mm. Um, And so that's what you you two would pick up with your banging histories, whereas uh, you have no fucking clue what these people are. Or who they like to fuck. Um, <laughs> it might be you. <laughs> you are to them what goats are to you. I de kilfs. Um, but eventually, Lorelra, uh, all one eye and one hand of her, shows up at the bar and she uh, does not recognize the two of you. Neither of you are especially distinctive looking. Uh, I mean, you kind of are because of the thing around your eyes, but like she's seen charlatans before. And there's also, like, it's Baldur's Gate. It's a medieval city. I'm sure yeah. there's plenty of like blind hermits walking around. Especially people who drink themselves blind on hooch. Yeah. So she's not nice. super unfamiliar with that. But Dragomir, mm. she recognizes you right away. And she looks you up and down and she says what is it this time? <laughs> Amrick Van Thamper. Downstairs. Thank you. We'll be out of your hair shortly. Which downstairs? There's only one. It's right there. There's multiple levels. Yeah. She just points up the stairs. And I'm I'm gonna give her ten gold out of my end of the loop. It is unfortunate what happened to you. <laughs> <laughs> it would be a shame if it were to believable. <laughs> uh, she takes the money, but she does not uh, supply you with a response. No. Nope. Or cannolis. Or any cannolis. You get zero cannolis. Fuck. <laughs> She Cannolis. leaves the cannolis on the shelf. She <laughs> grabs a seagull and slices it up with her bare hands. <laughs> it's becoming less unfortunate what happened. <laughs> she doesn't actually do that. Well, she just slices it up. No, it's her bare hook. There's a kitchen right there. 
You could have could cook the thing. Um, actually, yeah. Now that you bring it up, I am curious. Uh, you seem to have a bit of a sequel problem upstairs. Yeah, yeah. What? What happened with them? They keep dying on my deck. Mm. On your deck specifically? Seems that way. Yeah. Sometimes on the dock in front of the boat. Hmm. That's Gaffeens. That's not much. Gaffeens probably need some snacks. Mm. Anyway, let's go downstairs. We'll go downstairs. Alright. Uh. You descend into the bowels of um, the ship. Not the gross kind of bowels. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it, they are pretty gross. Are we going all the way to the bottom or just to the... Uh, it is actually the second from the bottom. So the very bottom uh, is sleeping rooms for the drunk tank. Uh, but the room that has... Um, are you coming with us? No. Fuck no. These uh, these red cushions you see, those are actually couches that seat probably three people. Um, kind of squished together for three. Uh, comfortable for two. Uh, and <laughs> Cushion the, roll for Dragomir. <laughs> the couches that are closest to me, all the way on this back side... You see there is a black-haired man uh, who's going to look real, real guilty as soon as I show you his picture. Every girl's crazy about a black-haired man. Holy oh shit! My god! That is, is a Sheriff of Nottingham if I've yeah. ever seen one. That is Sheriff cool of Nottingham shoes, meets Professor Snape. Yeah. Just like... It's more like the Sheriff of Nottingham. Ooh. Yeah. Time to play 390 Robin Hood, I've got you He does love pork. Yeah. <laughs> 369. <laughs> anyway, that's what he looks like. Uh, so I'll bring up the little lantern again. Alright. Uh, this is, uh, it's going to be a little real, actually. So let's, uh, let's get it back on track. So, uh, Emmerich appears as I just described to you vis-a-vis this picture. Uh, a black-haired man parted in the middle. Um, he's wearing a lot of dark clothing uh, with a, like a woolen cloak over his shoulders. Um, the sort of thing you pull up over your face when you're leaving somewhere shady that nobody wants to know that you're going there because your mom's a noble. I'm totally inconspicuous. <laughs> yeah. He thinks he is. That's the important part. I am incognito. Uh, the room is lit by oil lanterns hanging from the eight-foot-high ceiling by one-foot-long chains. Uh, there is no windows in here, but the deck does contain an additional bar. Uh, it is staffed by sort of a grizzly-looking man who's got a, like, short-shaped, like, white hair. Um, a little bit of bald spot on top, a uh, short white beard. Um, Assisted by a sea cucumber. <laughs> His wife loves it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but this place, uh, this is like, um... More of like a tunnel bar kind of atmosphere. It's got couches and really low tables and places where you sink into the chairs. Uh, and this is like clients come down here either to make deals with this slimy asshole or because they're a little bit more upscale and they want to like live the rough and tumble without actually being in danger. Um, so you see some like patriarch kids down here and they're chilling out, drinking hooch. Um, but you see that Amrick Van Thamper uh, sits on the starboard side couch. His feet are up on the table. And he's scanning the room, and uh, on the opposite couch uh, is a woman who's got, like, long red hair tied into a ponytail, and she looks absolutely gigantic. Um, like, 5'11", 6 feet, maybe, like, 240 pounds, very stocky. Um, she's got a great sword strap to her back. Uh, she's wearing an eye patch, and she's got her hands on her hips, and she just looks bored. I like her. Like a board. I was just gonna say, my girlfriend. (laughs) (laughs) She looks like a board bodyguard, which is probably exactly what she is. Um, But on the opposite, uh, sitting like right over Emmerich's shoulder, uh, in plain sight, 
uh, is a creature that requires a religion check from the three of you who can see it. Zero. What the fuck is that thing? <laughs> I rolled a 21 for whatever. Nine. <laughs> Did you really? Yes. Okay. I am the worst um, fucking... I'm like, I don't know shit about religion. Okay. So maybe when you were in El Terrell Bible School or whatever... <laughs> That's um, a kangaroo. You actually recognize this creature as a spined devil. Oh, jeez. A denizen of hell that is perched uh, literally like on the back of the couch, like over his shoulder. Um, it's big. It's not like a parrot. It's oh like... God. The size of like a German Shepherd, but it's perched on the back of this couch. Ooh, yeah, my uh, radar just went off horribly, and I'm not happy that there's a double right here. And you guys who are uh, religious don't need to make the check to know that what you're looking at is clearly not from this world. Mm. Uh, and there is a sense of palpable malice that comes off of this creature. I don't think even if you weren't religious, you would have to really. <laughs> Yes, please show the table. <laughs> I was like, I was like, okay, I want to know. What, I'm not there. I want to know what yeah. he looks like. He's uh, he's unarmed. He doesn't have the, the glaive with him. But that is what he looks like, perched on the back of the couch. That's is, is he man size, medium, or is he German dog size? Yeah, like a German Shepherd, a little smaller than a man, but oh, okay. uh, much, much, much bigger than like a normal dog. Look at that mouth. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you, you see this man. <laughs> what that mouth do? Kill <laughs> <laughs> uh, It kind of looks like a shark. Uh, but he got his feet up uh, on the coffee table. This. Actually, pretty cool boots. Mm. Like the metal tips on, pretty badass. Um, and he's just kind of chilling. He's actually got a, like a throwing knife in his hand, mm. and he's tossing it up in the air and catching it, mm. waiting for somebody to sit in the couch across from him. Uh, and you actually see now that you've had a chance to like scan the room and get used to the the crowd that's in here. Um, the ponytailed woman, the big, massive bodyguard-looking woman, uh, has this bulging coin purse on one side, um, just stacked with coins. It looks like she's carrying a fat stack of money. Hmm. Uh, presumably because he's a money lender and somebody who's big and tough needs to hold the money. Right. Yeah, yeah. You let him hold the money, he's going to get rough. He's going to get shaken down for lunch money like nobody's business. Yeah, <laughs> this dude looks like he could hurt a man. Like, he obviously, he's catching the knife and throwing it with a natural grace that belies the fact he's a combatant. Like, he knows how to throw a knife, but good. But he's also pretty scrawny. He's a skinny man. He is... Um, he's a rogue, not a fighter. Yeah. He's wiry. He's probably like, uh, he's still tall for a human in this era. Probably like 5'8 or 5'9. Um, but he's skinny, so he looks taller. Mm. And he's just sort of like in this curled up position on the couch in like bad posture. Feet up on the table and he's just like throwing it up while his head's lulled back. He's got a big bottle of wine in front of him. It's like one of the big 1.5 liters in front of him. Uh, and he's got a goblet in front of him that has got to be like the size of his whole hand. Yes, we love a man who double bottles Yellowtail. <laughs> so he is a uh, gross, slimy Han Solo. Yes. Uh, and he does actually have empty glasses on the other side of the coffee table. Mm. So if somebody sits in the couch across from him, mm-hmm. he can pour wine pretty smoothly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, question that does not actually affect the plot. How old, like, is he, like, 40s? Is he in his 20s? Is he... Um, you know, the, the picture is a little bit comical, but he is actually... Uh, Somewhat handsome. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's one of those sort of like dude handsome where you can't tell if he's late 20s or early 40s. Mm-hmm. Like somewhere mm-hmm. in there. Um, if you had to guess 33, 34. Oh, okay. um, you just like, he's one of those dudes who just kind of carries it well. His hair is still dark. It's still a full head of hair. Uh, unlike this asshole over here. <laughs> um, but he, he just sort of like a sort of suave but slimy con man. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, money lender type. Yeah. He's a loan shark. It's literally what he does. He's been around the block a couple times basically. Yeah. He knows his way around some shady shit, uh, but he also grew up for money. Well, that's where the shady shit is. Yeah. (laughs) 
So am I taking the lead uh, on this too, or? Who has high? I have <laughs> charisma ten. Fifteen. You are still the face man. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to kill you right now. Yeah. Give me all your stuff. I'll give you 30 seconds to put your house in order before I splatter your brains. Or do you want me to be the one to sit on the couch and be like, hey, I need a thing? Um, do you want to try playing it straight and I'll just sort of loom behind you like a big guy? And then if he's not you forthcoming, can be, I can do yeah. things. You can be his muscle. Yeah. yeah. One for one. Get help. Like, get help. <laughs> Uh, if that's the plan, I want to know what Xander's going to be doing at the same time, because uh, I don't know if positioning is going to matter, but if it does, I want everybody to be pretty well ironed out where they're standing. So I think Xander in character is seeing this devil, and he is locking eyeballs with him, and he's keeping his hand on the hilt of his sheathed sword, and he's just eyeballing this demon, or devil, or whatever the fuck it is. So the devil... Feels, he feels like there's a personal grudge here, and he's he's like... Yeah, when you uh, when you try to lock eyes with it, it turns to you and it smiles in that like slimy con man kind of way, like a totally fake smile. Nice. And then it looks back across the couch to like make faces at this red haired woman who just looks fucking bored. Yeah, I'm just gonna keep my I'm just gonna keep fixated on this on this devil because it. Yeah, this is this every is once in a while he's like preening his wings and pulling quills out of the skin. And stuff. Ugh, yeah, it's gross. Like, okay. So where are you in relation to the couches? So I don't know where that would be in relation to the demon. So I'm going to stand where I can keep him. If you were to go to the bar, you could get a pretty good line of sight on him and also be fairly inconspicuous. I'll put him on the okay. roll. There you go. That's perfect. That'll do. Okay, cool. All right, yeah, Emmerich is just sitting there on the couch, and when Theodosius approaches, he kind of smoothly takes his feet off the coffee table and sits a little bit more upright. And gestures to the open seat as you approach. I sit down and I uh, say, "This one has heard tell that you help those in need." He says, "Aye, I do. Uh, how much of it are you in need of?" Just fifty gold. Okay, it can be done. I am gathering from your guys. You are from the outer city, yes? Yes. From what part? Southfoot. And as you're doing this, he's like gesturing with his hand to the red-haired woman, uh, who appears to be taking the like the huge bulging coin purse off, and she's counting the pieces one at a time. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's also staring you down. It's it's a very transparent. Uh, like intimidation kind of power play mm-hmm. and she counts each coin and sort of looks you in the eye like I'm gonna take this out of your hide if you don't pay it back basically yeah, yeah I'm gonna yeah. bust your kneecaps kind yeah. of deal. Uh, but he's making small talk with you you're from the south foot you know that's, that's great you know actually um, I once upon a time uh, ran with a man who uh, actually used to manage a business out in the south foot what, what type of business he says uh, it's a butcher shop And he, he gives you a big smile, and he says, "Can I interest you in a glass of wine?" Uh, I, you've already given me such hospitality. I, I don't know if I could accept any more. He says, "Well, uh, any who partake in the help that I can offer, uh, pay to me a, a fee, interest, if you will. And uh, it seems only fair. If you're going to be paying the interest, you should be paying for a service as well." He says, "You're welcome to uh, some of my." Rancid table wine. Frankly, it's 
their worst batch in months. <laughs> uh, if you would prefer, I can have something finer acquired. No, certainly not. Um, in regards to interest, when would that be due, and what would... how much? For a loan of 50 gold, I would expect a return of 55, a simple 10% payment within 7 days. If it's not paid in 7 days, then we would begin to seize assets to repay the difference. And would I bring that 55 gold here, or...? Correct, yes. If I am not physically present, you can provide it to my associate here. Uh, and he gestures over to the red-haired woman, and he says, uh, Contrary to what it might tell you, don't pay this one. And he points at the devil. A friend of yours, or just a... Begrudgingly a business partner. Helps to keep things on the up and up, you see. They prize law over all things. <laughs> he sounds like a pretty good guy. <laughs> <laughs> I've, uh... I've heard tell of businessmen who have, uh... Well, certain friends on their shoulders. You seem to be the, the first one that actually lives up to that. He says, uh, if I didn't want to help those in need, I would not find myself here in the lower city. He says, I could remain in the upper city and deal with them only. What a bore. What a challenge. Mm. No. Um, this was too easy. Um... Oh, we haven't gotten anything from him yet. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. <laughs> Borrow 50 gold and just leave. Borrow 50 gold and leave. And see. Ah, shit. Not helpful. You're dragging me to pound two times on the roof. I'm like, got it! Yeah. <laughs> Only my fist comes through. <laughs> that was too. <dull. laughs> you open your hand, she high fives you. Okay, <laughs> comes back down. <laughs> this is the signal for two. <laughs> uh, you're clearly a uh, very well off man if you're able to offer such help. Um, if I wanted to repay you with gratitude in addition to interest, where might I be able to send that gratitude? He uh, has this look on his face that is, um, it's not offended, but it's a little off-putting. Um, <laughs> Ew, poor people. Well, it's partially that, but it's more that he is interpreting what you are doing as a sexual advance. Huh. I, I'm not Thank that kind of priest. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> More editing is coming in. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm not going to edit that. <laughs> That's just facts of life. Baby. <laughs> we um, all know that. Yeah, no, it's it, he interpreted what you said as, as a sexual come on, and oh. he's not interested. He was, in, well, looks at that facial expression, he's like, I, I didn't mean that kind of Well, you aren't the suffering. <laughs> 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 I I understand that there's not much uh, person in my position brew to someone so well off, um, but anything I could do 
not as an intimate gesture. I this is I a, am not offering those services. This is the wrong campaign. I'm not temperance. <laughs> he says, uh, uh, well, I appreciate the idea behind working off a debt. My business model is very simple. I provide you the funds you need to survive. You provide me the funds back with interest after a time has passed. Uh, very simple transaction. Uh, gold coin only. What's the uh, what's the plan here? What's the angle you're trying to look? I was trying to figure out where he lives and like, you know, if I could. Though that was the whole line of questioning with the when am I going to pay off this interest and where do I pay it? Because we want to get to his house. Well, his mother's house. His mother's house because he still lives with mommy. Are we sure about that? Well, we want to get into the estate. He might just live there. Right, but yeah. I don't know if he lives at the estate. Yeah. yeah. Or at least, you know, confirm that he is the son of Duke Van Tamper and then sort of work that angle. I mean, do we just want to call it and be like... Uh, that was my plan. I, I didn't... Dicks I didn't out know. for... I, I didn't... You, you, I thought you... Rambit? You had a thing. Yeah, dicks out for Rambit. I thought you had a thing you were working, but if you want me to jump I in, I'll just jump in. I was trying. It's not going anywhere. This, All right. This... You, want, you want to tag me in, or...? Yeah, tag you in. All right. All right, so... We, we, we high-five, she goes to the other side of the yep. rope, I come out. <laughs> climb over the rope, you get on the turnstile, he's like, Whoa! Oh, oh. It's not climbing over. I hit, over. I hit him a chair. <laughs> well, no, Dragomir just climbs over the couch. <laughs> he just steps over, like, like it's a low hurdle. Flips the couch out through the door. <laughs> oh, steps onto the couch and Theo like actually falls <laughs> sideways because the couch just dips. <laughs> it will pay for a replacement couch. I'm no good carpenter. I, uh, I'll actually take my bucket helm off so you can see my face. Do you know who I am? Uh, he says, from the Flaming Fist. Formerly. Do you find yourself in need, my friend? That is not the purpose of a visit. Can I ask what your purpose is, then? I had occasion to speak to your younger brother. Oh, that knew you well. He's alive, if that means anything to you. It is, uh, in some ways, regrettable. He's always hung with the lower crowd and brought shame to the family name. Hey. <laughs> I resemble that remark. <laughs> Say that a little louder, motherfucker. <laughs> lower city. Um, or lower city, rather. He pointed us in your direction. He feels as though you may be of service to us. It depends on what you are proposing. I'm not that kind of priest. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, your business here is illegal, but not something that I would deal with. This is fortunate for you. Uh, I worry about larger corruption. The type that maybe someone you are related to might be involved with. This is, uh, you're speaking of my younger brother, then yes, I have known him to associate himself with the filth and dregs of this city. I'm sure many of them are involved in exactly the sort of thing you are discussing, but if you've already met with him, I don't know what service I could be to you. What of your mother? Well, she is a duke of the city. She has an important job. She manages the waterways and sewer systems of the city, and in the current crisis, with the absence of the Grand Duke, she has many different responsibilities. You are close with mother, yes? I... 
keep in touch, yes. This is purpose of visit. Your mother is involved in some very bad things. Perhaps you know what they are, perhaps you don't, do not, but cooperation with us is preferable than an alternative. To be clear, are you trying to like physically impress him right now with an intimidation kind of check? No, I'm just trying. I, I'm just letting it play out. I'm not trying to intimidate anybody at this point. I'm just laying the facts out. This is what we're here for. He says, because he might be interested in playing ball. I don't know. He says, um, he, actually, he laughs at you. He says, uh, mother's a politician. Many times in my life have uh, strange men come to me to tell me that she is involved in heinous acts. This is true of all politicians. Uh, he says, it's one of the reasons why I have no interest in the family business. Now, my place is here, associating with those who need the help that our riches can provide. We would like to... I will speak plain, yes? We would like to look around your mother's estate and see if there is evidence of any wrongdoing. This is not something she would tolerate if we were to ask her ourselves. He says, you're right, and I'm afraid that I cannot help you. Uh, the range of my help extends only to the loaning of uh, financial assistance, or if I could interest you, and he waves his arm in the air, and the bartender gives a nod uh, and begins procuring glassware. Mm -hmm. So I could perhaps provide you with uh, a fine drink to perhaps smooth things over in this evening. Beyond that, I know not what I could do for you. What about your oldest brother? First of all, He's a whole body. Rarely leaves mother's estate. Um, just out of character question. So Thirstwell is the one that was the little mousy guy. Yes. I think I didn't write him down. I only wrote I, I wrote Emmerich down and I combined the two. So <laughs> yeah. yes, Thirstwell is the Thirst oldest yeah. brother. He is uh, somewhere in his forties. So fucking ancient. And that wasn't a dig on you, Paul. That's a dig on Brian. Um. So, um, it'll be a dig on me in like six years. So you're well beyond your forties, thankfully. <laughs> so to try to untangle this shit. So the mother is paying the cultists to kill people, according to her son. According to the youngest son, yeah. And Thirstwell is also allied with her. Or... Thirstwell is a diabolist. He works with devils. He consorts with devils. And uh, at this point, you basically confirmed that by doing perceive. Fiends yeah. abilities yeah. outside of the the low lantern. Although and this guy apparently consorts with devils. So, 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 so you also see the devil like on his fucking right. shoulders. Yeah. So, yeah. so Emmerich, Emmerich is who we're talking to, right? But that's like a different brother. So do we think that three the the two these two brothers and the mother are all in it together, or are we trying to play this brother against the that's other? That's for your characters to figure out. Okay. Um, Mortlock I mean... was under the impression that Emmerich at least was trying to get him killed. Mm -hmm. okay. That was his whole thing. Is Emmerich was trying to assassinate me. I mean, and the guy did just go, oh, it is so unfortunate that my brother is alive, so that's not... Yeah, yeah. And he's got a devil on his shoulder, and his brother is... Okay. A... He has made no efforts to conceal the fact if, that he is unhappy with Morlock. If we want to talk to Thirstwell, why don't we just go outside and ask the fiends? Well, because that wasn't our first plan. This is new. We hadn't discussed that. Because I, I, I don't know if we're going to get anywhere with this guy, and if... Let, let me ask. Let me let me ask one. We can go back in. I just yeah. yeah. My notes were all. Um, so far, also you've only talked to him and let it play out. You haven't actually tried to flex anything on him yet. We haven't to, rolled any dice. Yeah, I'm trying to. I'm trying to avoid a fight on this boat. Um, one more question before I conclude my business with you. While speaking to your brother, we 
encountered a man named Vaz with a skull for a face. Do you know this man? Um, oh. I think I want an insight roll from just you. Okay. It's not going to be grand. <laughs> One. 